Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com and covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. My name is Kurt Bennett, Senior Editor of Equipment Today, and in this episode, Jerry Klobaka, President and CEO, Diesel Truck Driver School, discusses driver training during the pandemic and the future of the truck driver and equipment operator training. Let's dig in now with Jerry. Hi, this is Kurt Benick, Senior Editor of Equipment Today and for ConstructionPros.com. And we're here with Jerry Kabaka of um, Associated Training Services. Jerry, can you tell me a little bit about what your company does? Well, we have actually two school programs. We have ATS, which is heavy equipment and crane training. We have Diesel Truck Driver Training School, which is CDL training. This a family company. Our father started it. Uh, me and two brothers run it and have been running it uh, by ourselves for about 40 years. But we've been around since um, the early 60s, actually. Uh, our ATS Heavy Equipment Program trains students from all 50 states. Our CDL program, because of the number of CDL training providers available, is a much small, smaller geographic area, mostly uh, Wisconsin. Okay. And uh, exactly how did the pandemic affect your business and, and how is it impacting trading operations? Well, we've cut back on uh, certain areas and limited some of our classes to certain sizes because uh, we're trying to maintain the required uh, six feet per, uh, per student, that sort of thing. Everybody's wearing face masks. So there's been some respects, a lot of changes, the basic core goals of the business have not changed much. Uh, we're still advertising nationally for heavy equipment and very strong locally for EDL training. Okay, so, so it sounds like the, the demand for training is still there. Well, in CDL training, the demand is huge. Mm-hmm. It's probably two and a half million plus truck driving jobs in this country and there's a certain amount of turnover in the long haul driving. And I think the demand is almost uh, unfillable and has been there for many years. Shortage of drivers is a very serious problem. And a lot of that is driven by restrictions for drivers, health restrictions, driving record restrictions, a drug screening. They've cleaned up the industry from the 50s and 60s but they've also limited the number of people who even qualify to be a driver, much less the number of people that want to be. Okay. It's a difficult job. It is. And it seems like the pipeline, I know was kind of, I don't want to say it was broken before, but there was a severe limits on the number of drivers versus the open seats that were available in the trucks. Yes. And how is the interruption in training affecting that process? Are, are, is there going to be fewer drivers getting through the pipeline just because there's a bottleneck at the training? I, I, I think that's a possibility. A lot of uh, companies have taken up their own training programs because of the desperation for, for finding drivers, but that's, that's not new. That's been going around for probably the last 10 or 15 years easily. Uh, and the shortage of drivers probably started in the early 90s. Uh, so I don't think um, uh, things have changed. It's just that there's more opportunity out there and more desperation for drivers. And 
as a result, I think the drivers are treating better than they ever have been. And the pay is getting better than it ever has been, but it's probably still somewhat short. Not the treatment of the drivers, but the type of job limits a lot of people from participating. You know, it's very few females, even though there's a lot of females participating in the occupation. It's such a demanding occupation time-wise and irregular time-wise when you're a long-haul driver, even a delivery driver. You can't, you, this is not a nine-to-five job. This is a nine-until-you-get-your-loads-delivered job. Mm-hmm. And if you're a single parent, that's almost impossible to deal with. Okay. Every student here in CDL training is going to spend at least two hours a day on the road with an instructor by themselves. Um, so we are not going to be able to put three in a truck or anything like that anymore. So those modifications have been pretty substantial changes in the way we offer the training. But I think in some respects, I believe this, we may come out of this a better training pro, have a better training program than we had before. Uh, not that the other one was bad before, it's just that we've made some changes, I think, that actually have improved the ability of the student to pick up and become a safe and, and more qualified driver. And uh, uh, in terms of, is there anything unique about your programs, especially your CDL program? Because you tend to focus more on the construction market. Is there anything unique about the CDLs? I mean, do you do a little bit more on the straight trucks or a little bit more on the dump truck training? Well, we're primarily just tractor trailer. Okay. Uh, we don't get into straight trucks or dump trucks. They can do that when they get out of school, of course, because they'll have a they'll have an unrestricted CDL license, which means we do everything on manual transmissions. And so they'll have a class A CDL, which allows them to do almost anything. You can't drive a school bus, but you can drive a dump truck, a straight truck, any kind of commercial vehicle. Okay. In terms of um, hazmat endorsements or anything, do you do anything special there or do any of that type of training? We don't do hazmat endorsements. It's a written test only. Okay. And it's generally offered by the companies. Many companies, smaller companies, have actually quit hauling hazmat. They don't want to deal with the requirements because it's hard enough finding drivers without putting another restriction on who they hire. So some of the smaller companies, I believe, have just uh, quit hiring or quit hauling hazmat. Uh, The bigger companies, of course, have bigger uh, driver pools and bigger driver departments, and they're doing most of that now. Driving doubles and triples, we don't get into that at all. You probably shouldn't even try doing that until you've been in the industry for a couple of years. Yeah. Where, where do you get most of your referrals for drivers or, or for training? Is it mostly individuals coming in or do you have certain companies that do a lot of uh, It's It's uh, mostly individuals. We probably train about 10% from companies that are referred. Mostly it's in-house employees. Um, we have companies, uh, we could have as many companies as we wanted coming to the school to talk to the classes but we only have so many students and we're not going to spend time having companies come in every night that really do about the same thing. So we have some major companies like Schneider and uh, H.O. Wolding and some of those Wisconsin-based companies that come into the class and make presentations. Okay. And we, we've heard before that the pandemic has kind of eased, this, eased the driver shortage for temporarily, but that's, do you see that just as a very temporary issue. I see that as a temporary issue. 
there's some companies probably that have let some drivers go that are moving into these other companies. But uh, the occupation itself is quite huge. I and mean, it's two and a half to three million people. That's bigger than nursing. That's bigger than a lot of job uh, skills that people have. So there's just an unmet need almost always in place. You know, they say there's about 100,000 person shortage of drivers in this country. That has not even changed much in the last 10, 15 years. That's kind of, you know, with two and a half million people in the occupation, you're probably always going to have a shortage of 60,000 or 100,000 people. Okay, and for there, there's a lot of people who have been displaced by the pandemic. Is this a, a good opportunity? I mean, do you see a lot of people looking towards trucking as being an opportunity for the for those people? I think uh, I don't think our uh, our lead flow, as one says, or the interest from the the people, has diminished much. Somewhat. Mm -hmm. Some depends on our own marketing efforts. Uh, we market in a quite a restricted area in Wisconsin. Um, I don't see a big change in that uh, as a result of the pandemic. It's been going down somewhat for the last few years, but I haven't seen anything that we would suggest that it's related to the pandemic. Okay. Other than the fact possibly that you get people in here that have always thought about it, but have never pursued it, and now they're laid off. Mm -hmm. And I just talked to a gentleman yesterday, you know, he'd been in the same job for 40 years, you know, he's 57 years old or whatever he is, 62 years old. And he um, uh, just got laid off. And so he's a farm kid and he likes trucks and wanted to get into truck driving. That's a real typical example. What is the average age of the students that you see coming through the class, through the school? Are you having a harder time with younger people or is it more young people that are coming through? The average age of the student here is probably in the 30 to 35 year group. I think it's um, people that have tried different trades and different uh, types of jobs, maybe unskilled jobs, and have decided it's time for them to get into something that's solid, that's going to last them a lifetime. We don't see a lot of 19, or not, well, we don't see many under 21, okay? We recommend everybody be 21. We screen everybody uh, as far as health and driving record and that sort of thing. Um, but the average age is probably in that 30 to 35 age uh, range. Now, is that for both CDL and for the heavy equipment operating school? Or? No, the, he the heavy equipment is, is a little bit different because it's um, uh, many times it's been a, a goal for a kid for a long time. So we'll see a lot younger people in the heavy equipment program. And it's appropriate because it's, it's hard work. And so the young guys have a big advantage. Once they get skills, they can move on past the hard work end of it. Uh, it takes a while for them to get established. So I would say we see people, you see a lot of uh, ch uh, kids come in here, the parents are just paying the tuition because this is what the child wants to do and that's what they're going to give them an opportunity to do. Okay. Because I, I know on the truck side, they've been trying to keep people in the cab of the truck. There's been a lot of emphasis on trying to keep the older drivers driving longer and Yes. A lot of shift towards automatic transmissions, yes. collision control devices. Does that yeah. have any impact on your training at all? Well, it has impact for their future. It doesn't have a lot of impact in our training. Uh, the only reason we do a manual transmission here, and we have some automatics. If people are having really difficulty with the manuals, 
uh, we will put them on automatics if, that, if that's what they want. But we do surveys every class. Anybody interested in driving automatics? Most of them are not. Mm-hmm. But if you talk to the big companies like Schneider or Swift or any of those companies, you'll find that the percentage of automatics in their fleets, which are 15 to 20,000 trucks, yeah. the percentage is going steadily upwards. And just like automobiles, I think in another 10 or 15 years, you probably won't even see very many manuals on the road anymore. So do you still get that old perception that if you're a real truck driver, you know how to drive gears? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though I talked to one of a company that hires a lot of people from us has over the years for the last 30 years. Um, they said, oh, if you talk to them five years ago, the old guys would say, I'm not going to drive any automatic, you know. And he says, once they get on an automatic, they never want to go back. Yeah. Save a lot of leg strength. <laughs> Saves a lot of leg, leg strength and, yes, and a lot of delays. And, you know, a very, very good driver can uh, probably get very good mileage for what's, what the possibilities are. But, you see, we're getting young drivers in. And automatics, you know, up until about five years ago, were unreliable, were expensive, and didn't get great fuel mileage. Now they're reliable, they're a lot less expensive, and they get as good a fuel fuel mileage as you can get in a vehicle, tractor, trailer. So now the automatics are the thing that companies are doing. Okay. Do you you guys do a lot of the training, too? I know ELD mandate came in, was it about a year and a half ago now, or...? We do that. It's relatively simple. It's really to introduce students to certain things. We actually give them a certificate that they've had entry-level driver training. Okay. So so when they come to your school, they, they pretty much come out ready for the written test and ready oh, for the abs- test? Oh, they, co- they come out ready to get hired on. Uh, okay. The bigger companies, if not all companies, are going to have them drive with a senior driver for a period of time. Your long haul, that could be anywhere from four to six weeks because there's a lot to learn on the road that can never be taught in school. It can only be taught through some experience. Smaller companies where driving ability is merely all they have to deal with, uh, they may have a one-week or two-week program where they go out with a senior driver. Everybody is interested in safety. All the companies are. Okay. Now, as we get out of the backside of the pandemic and things start to get more normal, where's the pipeline of drivers? Where do you see the pipeline of drivers coming from? Well, it's a hard thing to project. Mm -hmm. Okay, again, as I say, we have certain limits on drivers. Uh, When you take a dozen people that call us up that want to be truck drivers, number one, we have to screen them. Do you have the money? Number two, probably number one is do you meet the health requirements? Number two is your driving record. Number three is then do you have all the money? Well, when you do that with the average 30-year-old person, uh, you eliminate about seven out of the 12 right off the bat. Okay. Um, So it really is a numbers game, and you just need uh, the contacts and the interest. And we're very fortunate. We've been in business a long time. We're on a highway all by ourselves out here, uh, just north of Madison. Uh, We have uh, 10 or 12 cranes on the side of the road. We have 15 or 20 trucks out in the field. Uh, Everybody who drives north and south in Wisconsin has probably gone past our place. I mean, I go out of town in Iowa and Illinois and other places like that, and I'll say I'm with the diesel truck driver training school. 
and they go, oh, I went by that place. So we're the only thing out here. We're surrounded by cornfields and we're on a four lane uh, main highway. Well, that's it for this edition of Digging Deeper. Thank you to Jerry Klobaka at the Diesel Truck Driver School for taking time to talk with us today. Tune in every week for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by ForConstructionPros.com.